everybody. Welcome to episode 27 of the MTG Grindcast, the spikiest podcast in all of Central North Carolina with a special focus on the SCG Tour. We are your hosts. I'm Chris Castor-Apple and with me as always is Collins Mullen. Hey Collins. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Dude, your, uh, your bros did pretty good this weekend, huh? Dude, they sure did. Uh, it was definitely <laughs> a blast watching watching some some stuff on coverage. I, I wasn't there this weekend. Uh, I kind of took the weekend off, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun watching uh, watching everybody battle. Yeah, I mean, would have been you know we probably should have thought about inviting those guys to uh, come hang out with us on the show today, shouldn't we? Yeah, well, three people is a lot, you know, to come in, but uh, you know, yeah, man, you're just falling down on the job. But I I'm, I'm hearing some people. Some people in the background. Is there is there something going on back there? <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> what was going on? Is this oh, a podcast? Oh, oh. <laughs> not, not real. I see wandered into an internet chat room. <laughs> what time? Why is it 8 a.m.? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Looks like we got a lot of people in, in chat. We got a John. We got a we got a we Kevin. We got a Julian. We bamboozled uh, the podcast. So, <laughs> so bamboozled. Uh, we're being bamboozled <laughs> right now. Oh no. oh no! What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Um, oh, guys! Thanks. <laughs> we've got so we've got Julian, John, Kevin King, and Jonathan Rossum with us today. That's this cool. is my second time here. I'm ready. Yeah, Rossum with the uh, first double appearance yes. on the podcast. Yes. Sweet. One step ahead of the field. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the only metric of magic accomplishment that that really matters. So. Yeah, it's oh, the yeah, grindcast showings for sure. I'll, yeah. make, I'll make sure to rub it into Zan like I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Zan is welcome to be on the podcast, you know, as well. Just give us a shout out. It's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> over and over again. So for anybody who isn't totally keeping up with current SCG developments and that sort of thing, um, with us today, we've got uh, Julian John, Kevin King, and John Rossum, who uh, just won SCG Dallas-Fort Worth. So awesome. Congratulations, guys. Yo, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So before we do anything else, can we just go over a little bit about like who each of the three of you are? I guess I'll I'll start you out in order, and then we can just talk a little bit so so people know a little bit more about your background and that sort of thing. Um, so Rossum, you've been on the show before, our only oh double guest so far, known for playing Jess Guy in Modern, but you've recently switched, taken a, a page out of the Collins Mullen playbook a little bit. Hey, hey, yeah, I think I think I've lost I think I've lost the just guy like hashtag, and now I'm just known as the modern guy. So I'm Jonathan Rossum. I am currently uh, I'm looking on the star seat right now, second on the leaderboard. Ooh. Got 141 points. How good? How lucky? It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm mostly focused on the SG Tour. I'm a member of Team Lotus Box. I have five open top eights, three individuals, oh, four individuals, three modern, one standard, and then one team open top eight. And uh, yeah, I just love modern. <laughs> love modern. <laughs> love I don't think modern. you're the only one. I think Dude, there might be a couple same. other modern lovers out yeah, there. <laughs> some modern. <laughs> so Julian, this is kind of your second big finish. You had a top eight in uh, GPOKC in, in modern, which is not your uh, usual format, right? Oh, you're, that is correct. <laughs> so at the, invi- oh, yeah. at, the, at the Invitational, I went one in seven with Death Shadow. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, so I, I was seven one in standard. So that's definitely something I needed to work on was modern. And I asked, I asked uh, Collins, Dylan, Zan, Corey, and Rossum 
what they think I should play, and they told me Tron. So I sleeved up three leagues with Tron, quote-unquote sleeved, and then asked someone to borrow the deck and played a tournament, and I played 15 rounds of Magic with the deck <laughs> that I felt like was very unfair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, top if you Tron well, then uh, that deck sure, yeah. sure does feel unfair. Yeah. How many how many turn three Karns does it take to top eight a GP? Did you keep track? <laughs> <laughs> I think I had like six. It was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I think I had at least six. Last we've got Kevin King, and I'm sorry, Kevin. I don't think I've actually met you before, but I've definitely you know seen you on SCG stuff, uh, killing it with lands, and just not quite getting there in the finals. Like it seems like almost <laughs> infinite times. Oh, I was I was so nervous when we got to the finals. Yeah. Like, oh no! Oh no! Don't do this to me! <laughs> not again! <laughs> in SCG events, um, I've got I've got four top eights, and they've all fi- been final losses until until this week. Oh my god! So, <laughs> once we locked up top eight, I was pretty confident that we were going to make it to the finals. I just didn't know what <laughs> happened there. And um, and uh, yeah, when, once we got there, we finally got a win. I was oh I, we finally oh t- converted one for yeah. once, and I punted my first finals. That was an individual in Whisper. But yeah, no, I mostly only exclusively play Legacy. I just it, it fits my lifestyle to play Legacy. The format doesn't move that fast, and it really rewards you for uh, putting in the time to, you know, kind of devote to it. So. Yeah, oh when I God. play Grand Prix that aren't Legacy, I'm playing them in order to get my buys for the Legacy Grand Prix, and then I play all the little, uh, you know, East Coast, Northeast, uh, you know, the bigger like 5K, 10K uh, Eternal tournaments that we have up here. Sure. And you're, are you almost exclusively a lands player? Is that that your Legacy Recently, weapon? Yeah, I mean, so back in the day, before it was a deck, Noah Walker was keeping his eyes on like this Grixis Delver deck that was happening, and the mana looked awful and it looked terrible on paper, but. Uh, he tipped me off. We started working on it together, and uh, that was like before True Name was printed. And I loved it. It was great. It was the best deck nobody was playing, and he was putting up results, and I wasn't because I wasn't very good. And then <laughs> <laughs> I could, uh, I was doing all right. And then you know, Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time and such. And then I couldn't, I couldn't ever beat Dave Long, so I built his deck to test against, and I loved it. So I just kept playing his deck. And since then, I've been in and out a lot, but uh, mostly in. Um, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit more because lands, legacy in general, and lands in particular is oh sort of this God. enigma Kevin to me. Gave me a literal heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> when I had to win on board, he asked me, he's like, we just win here, right? And I was like, well, no, if you have a uh, Elvish Spirit Guide and Crop Rotate, right we lose. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, literally, I literally almost, I was like, Kevin, why'd you tell me that? Like, <laughs> Oh my god! That's literally what happened in the past. And then, and then we like attacked, and then our opponent like looked at his hand, and then just extended his hand, and I was like, "Oh my, thank god!" <laughs> and this was like game three when you you turboed out your own merit ledge against turbo depths. Yeah. You had like yeah, a turn, land exploration turn land, and then land land with rotate. He turboed out what his like merit age and like I played against like Bank Company and I was like this must be a bad matchup because Absent Company is a bad matchup because they have two combos and I looked at his deck and only had one combo in it so I was like oh this is gonna be easy and I was like devoted Druid and he's like he like went for a company I'm like reflect major thing thought I was a tenant like attack you with like five big dudes and he's like and I killed him on turn five both games <laughs> like <laughs> yeah those are brutal 
Yeah, just, I, I wish that was on camera because that was like the only massacre I had of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, you just had to sit there and watch watch Kevin's games and and, and grit your teeth a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean, like I was watching JJ's game and like game two, like our opponent like ripped walking ballista to kill our Chandra. He like took a hazard hit down the six, drew Vraska's contempt, and then drew a walking ballista at, <laughs> while he was hellbent, and we just <laughs> lost. Game two, which we were very far ahead, and I was like, "Oh yeah. no, what's going on?" <laughs> game one, he, game one, I mulled the five one. Game two, he wins. He mulls the five wins, and then we're going to game three. And Kevin's like, "We got it." And I was like, "This is the story of our weekend." I didn't finish a match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. JJ finished the least amount of matches somehow. And <laughs> yeah, play, yeah, playing know. Mardu vehicles in standard with with lands yeah. on the other end of the table. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you get the turn two combo. Yeah. Kevin's <laughs> other wins in five minutes include always having crop rotation against Dredge. So that's a good one. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Blind against Dredge game one. I had the turn one rotate to bog them. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's, that's great. That's what we need. I mean, that's how you win a tournament, though, right? It yeah. is. You get lucky. A lot of people underestimate how lucky you have to get while you're playing tight. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh we get, we had to get very lucky. I had to get lucky against two of my Jeskai opponents. Who, uh, well, I think if they played well, they were going to win. I had well, other than the Harlan one, which is a completely different story. I played against a Jeskai control opponent. Like this is the guy who cast Settle the Wreckage in game two. When I said the only card that blows me out here is Settle the Wreckage, <laughs> <laughs> even, though I, even though I couldn't really afford to play around it. Yeah, I we had still to, like attack into him. And he's like, settle you. And I'm looked at Kevin and I just like immediately concede. And then in game three, like he like has like four bolts, which kills four of my creatures, like three paths, which kills three of my creatures and like two snapcaster mages. And he topped a torrential gear hulk and he kills one of my dudes. And then he decides to attack with it. And I'm like, well, that means he has no removal spell. And I'm like, Kelbent and I'm violent a two drop that has two power. And he looks at his teammates and he looks at me and says, yeah, you win. I messed up. <laughs> and then just, just like drew Ooh. another land. I was like, yeah. thank God. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> uh, get lucky. Gotta get lucky. <laughs> Better lucky I, and good. <laughs> and I, I have noticed that the thing that most of my tournaments that I do particularly well and have in common is that I get punted against at least once or twice in tight games. So, yeah, that's, that's, it feels nice. Yeah, it as long as you hurt. don't punt <laughs> back, you can convert those. <laughs> you hope so. That's the goal. Right. Uh, that is the goal. So how did you guys end up, you know, deciding to team together for this tournament? I recruited Kevin after Rossum said he needed a teammate. <laughs> and Rossum was like, I'm in. You've got, you got a great Lance player. We got it. We got this. Yeah. And then I proceeded yeah, to name our group message the Dallas Trophy Squad, and it came into fruition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before the tournament fantastic. even started, he named it the Dallas Trophy Squad. It was fantastic. Like, Holy shit. Yeah, this <laughs> was my first event um, that I actually went into hoping to win it. Like, I'd never done that before. It, it was just kind of play Legacy to get my, you know, my, my min cash or maybe top eight or whatever. I, you know, I, I go in hoping for the best. But this time I was I had just come off the back-to-back finals losses. And I told these guys, I was like, guys, we're going to win this one. We're actually going to get some hardware for once from Star City Games. <laughs> and uh, weirdly, we call it a shot. Yeah, dot com. You're sports <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. I was, I was, I was not opposed to finally winning an open. I was something I was totally down for. <laughs> and now I finally have a buy on the tour. Thank you guys. We did it. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's true. I have a buy out of nowhere from my. I ate one into 07 at the Invitational. Uh, 
Which oh. was some of her points. You and also had a puts me actually pretty high up there in the leaderboard, but I don't really yeah, play uh, individual events. Until SCG Worcester, I'm not going to play an individual event all season. Yeah, well, you are pretty close to having two buys to that event. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's if we kind of light up in Philly. So if, next week for Philly, I'm teaming with the uh, with the Jessups. And that'll be my first time running back the same teammate, Dan. I've t- I teamed with Dan in Atlanta. And um, Dan is tied with Rossum for first place on the leaderboard. So if Rossum wants to beat Dan to get into first place on the leaderboard, he's going to have to beat me. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to have to happen, Kevin. It's going to have to happen. Rossum, you got a legacy player for this next one? Oh, yeah, I have Ralph. Okay, cool, cool. My, my basic requirements for this tournament, I, I've decided, which is like, it's it's kind of a joke. It's like, my legacy player better play lands. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, it's just like, I, I like looking over and having no fucking clue what they're doing. And I like to play their own game of Magic because they're way better at Magic than I'll ever be. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to let you play your own thing. <laughs> yeah, more specialized. Yeah, when I when I look over, like last, last legacy event that I was at, I was watching one of my friends play and he was playing a brainstorm deck and I mostly like understood his lines. But then I walked over and watched this Death and Taxes versus Landsmere and I just had no idea what either player was doing. Yeah, so Yeah, I, I just also don't know how lands rules work because apparently the new freaking like Blood Moon now makes mm-hmm. like freaking Dark Depths like stupid. Because like if you like crows and grip it, you just make a twenty twenty or some bullshit. To- <laughs> it doesn't affect most games, but when it comes up, it's great. Right? It came up. Did that come up for you? Was that you I saw on camera taking advantage twice. of that? Yeah. <laughs> one was on camera, and one wasn't on camera. It happened literally twice. He got blood moon, played a dark depths, and then like crows and grips or some bullshit. This blood moon song of the dryads. Yeah. yeah. And, and then made a twenty twenty, and then their opponent conceded the next turn. Yeah, the cool thing is when you, um, I mean, if you're if they play Blood Moon, you're behind. Don't act like you're not. If you just happen to have Dark Depths and Crimson Grip in hand, then like, oops, I gotcha. Yeah, this isn't this isn't. Don't play Blood Moon. I mean, as much as I'd like to say that, and people listen to me, <laughs> um, Blood Moon is still very good against lands. Uh, you just have the opportunity to lose on the spot now. But yeah, no, I the, the greatest one is when you play it. You play the Dark Depths with Blood Moon. It doesn't have the ability to add ice counters, so it just comes in with no ice counters as a mountain. And then you tap it for red to cast the crows and grip. It just it's extra satisfying. <laughs> yeah, that's so point. much value. The the mana and everything. Yeah, blood um, sun ruins that. You don't get to tap it for red and blood sun. Ah, uh, true. Yeah. Um. The the coolest thing about it when it was on camera was that Patrick Sullivan and Cedric just had no idea that that was about to happen. Like they had, they saw <laughs> Saga of the Dryads in your hand, but that interaction just hadn't come up for them before and they didn't realize it until you won the yeah, game. I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. Like, like one of the rounds earlier, Kevin like had like a crossing grip against him and like against like this blue white red stone blade opponent and looked like Kevin, Kevin does not play mm. magic like I do. He likes to look very defeated all the time. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Isn't that, like, the best card? And then, like, our opponent, like, never taps out and, like, eventually surgicals us, but he knows we have it. So, we're like, all right, we have to go for it. So, we go for it, like, crows and grip, and then we make the 20-20, and then we attack, and our opponent didn't have swords. And after the match, Kevin's like, yeah, I like kind of looking defeated so that, like, they 
play bad or something, or like tap like their, tap their only out. You gotta sell it, dude. Yeah, this happened day one. Like our opponent had like Caracas in play, and Kevin was like watching my match, and he was like, "I'm distracted." And then his opponent like heard that, and then literally just like had a Caracas and tapped it for mana, and then Kevin was like, "I don't know, like double complication combo you," and he just died. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting position because I had port in play, but I could only rotate and combo if I didn't tap the port. So then I had to, like, if you don't use a port on upkeep when it looks like you're out of options, then they immediately know you have crop rotation and start playing around it. So I realized that in this team event, I could just go help Rossum with his game and make it look like I wasn't paying attention so that my opponent would, you know, rush through the upkeeps to, to miss my port, take their Sylvan Library, take their turn, maybe tap the Caracas and, like, somehow let me back into the game. Mm. Because this was the last turn I was going to be in the game one way or the other. And if Caracas was tapped, I won. And if it wasn't, I didn't. And um, the opponent tapped Caracas to cast a knight and said go. And I was like, well, rotate and win it. Man, this is some this is next level stuff going on for team events. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> yeah, it was totally by accident too. Like I was watching Rossum's game for a minute, and I was like, no, I should really focus on mine. You know, I'm, I'm playing a match. I should focus on it. And then it occurred to me that moment. I was like, actually, I should not focus on it. This is an extra tool I never thought of. Is I can use the team dynamic to sell a line. That yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty dope. I'll say. Yeah, that's pretty specific. You got to like miss a a, a thing you should clearly be doing and and use that as your like excuse for for having missed a an activation. Right. And because it's not a trigger or anything, it's just totally legal to, you know, it was a port, like a thing it looks like I should be activating on his turn. Right. That's cool though. I have never thought of that. That is definitely a part of the team dynamic that like has has mm. not occurred to me at all. Yeah, it, it occurred to me in the moment. I had never thought of it cuz I mean that he was Rossum was talking about it. I was right that uh the, the plow line that the only way I was going to win there is if, if they didn't yeah, have yeah. plow or tap the white source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just acting like I have nothing just in case, you know, it gave me the opportunity to rotate and win it. Yeah. And that's, you know, kind of a conscious choice that when you only have one way to win, you just kind of act like you don't have that way to win in your hands. Pretty basic. But the, the team dynamic added an extra way to sell that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So can you can you guys sort of and this is a little hard to ask questions of like three three people at <laughs> once and so it's totally fine if we get a little off track but if you guys just want to sort of like go through the story of the tournament a little bit like how oh god <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just let you Rossum carried us so hard day one I think he x one oh, four forward no I didn't I didn't do that well I lost a burn like three times I, okay. I, our record at the end of day two matched our record yeah Rossum and I both x forward the, the whole tournament we both we both 11 forward however I was the only one before Swiss round. So I finished 15 of my matches before Toppy. Kevin finished 13. And I'm pretty sure JJ finished like 11. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, all right. I think that's fair. Yeah, Vehicles has a lot of play post board. So it was just usually the, the slower uh, match. Yeah, yeah, humans usually I just fucking kill them, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean... Collins knows you just. Uh, kill I think one of the one of the crazy stories from the tournament was your winning in match against Harlan's team, uh, particularly on the, oh, on the modern side. Oh yeah. You should talk to us a little bit what was going through your head about that in game three, Rossum. Oh yeah, let me tell you about how it felt completely unwinnable. <laughs> it looks completely unwinnable. I was watching it and luckily af- after I ran my spell caller, like my kite tail freebooter into a spell caller, I didn't know mm-hmm. about. 
into like into it jj was like well he's brennan's mowing to five which i was like okay thank <laughs> god so so like we're, we're like going we're in game three i think we're like on the draw or whatever but it doesn't matter I'm like it's on five cards but uh, I, was, I was about to concede like on the spot because my hand was just kind of clunky and i was like well i'm just gonna keep playing magic so i keep playing magic for a few turns we get to a point where i have a meddling mage in play like an eighth of island too and I draw for a turn. I like. I, I think I drew like a second copy of Manus Rider or something. My hand is Manus Rider, Manus Rider, Kessig Malcontents, and Thalys Lieutenant. So I uh, he my opponent played an E for two. I'm like, whatever, that's beatable. And I uh, cast Manus Rider. He has two. He has two mana up. I know he has a Lightning Helix in his hand, and he's like, yeah, resolves. And I'm like, attack you. <laughs> and he for some reason Lightning Helix my Manus Rider. And I was like, well, activate vial, put in Thalys Lieutenant, and then it just goes downhill from there. Yeah, he made an like, interesting call there. Because if he doesn't, if you don't have yeah, Thalys Lieutenant there, then he has to kill that Mantis Rider. What he should have done was just kill the Meddling Mage, because it was on Snapcaster Mage, but that's a different point. So he Mantis Riders, he, Lightning Helix is that. I have the Lieutenant. His hand's actually pretty bad now, because now his hand's like Spell Snare, Cryptic Command, PNLR, Snapcaster Mage, or some bullshit like that. Double Snare. Yeah, well, he drew the the yeah. double the second snare. Yeah, so he draws and he draws the second snare, and then like he passes the turn. I cast another Manus Rider, and he I move the combat, and he doesn't cast Cryptic Command for some. That reason. was the play that I, like, okay. I thought was most questionable. Was where, where he didn't cast yeah, the Cryptic I Command just, to tap your team because he could have like tapped your team and like attacked you back, and you were pretty far behind at that point. Yeah, like bounce my yeah. If he if he did that and like. If he, if, well, wh- what I think he should have done was bounce, because my vial was on three, he should have bounced it and, like, like I think, like, tap my team and bounced the meddling mage. So at least he can unlock Snapcaster, so if he draws any burn spell in his deck, I just die on the spot, because mm-hmm. I'm at nine. He could just, like, snap bolt me, and then, like, it, like, he can survive, or snap helix me, and then block, and then kill me the following turn. So he doesn't do that. I attack with everything. He double blocks my Manus Rider, and I'm like, okay, so he wants to EE three creatures. I'm like, sure, whatever. I'm gonna kill your doohickey with a meddling mage under it which might not have been smart but i think it's still correct because i have the zathra necromancer i was kind of i was thinking about that after but i'm not sure if i did the right thing or not so i so yeah i killed the meddling mage thing the one with the meddling mage on it a meddling mage comes in and he's like oh it doesn't matter i'm just gonna blow up this at the end of the turn i'm like well no it actually kind of does matter i, I didn't want to like telegraph that i had zathra necromancer mm. but like when i was pausing for so long that was obviously the card i had so i was like all right name path and he's like okay probably Cath Exile, and he's like, blow up the thing. I'm like, end of turn, Zathra Necromancer. And he's like, yup, and I made three zombies. <laughs> and then, and then, well, I go on to win the game from there because I'm very far ahead and his hand's trash. I was trying so, so hard <laughs> to keep my hands off the zombie tokens that coverage provides <laughs> while you had that Zathra in hand. I will say, I, I drew pretty well. I did draw that Zathra for turn, and I was like, well, that was a pretty good draw. Yeah. <laughs> it made it all easy, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a pretty insane game. Like, I, like, I understand that people are hype about it, and I was just like, well, I mean, I think I just played correctly in a game where my opponent had all the tools to win, just, like, didn't maximize it. So that's kind of what gives it, like, that appeal, because I look so dead, like, on turn four. I looked so dead. Yeah, and he drew a little poorly. He drew pretty well in the mid-game, but the late game, there was just nothing coming off the deck for him. Yeah, he just, like, didn't have anything. Yeah, he, like, had two spell snares, and I got the kite so away, the cryptic, and then the game just was, like, unlosable from there on. Ugh. Yeah, that, but that match is insane. Go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the top eight was pretty fun to watch, too. That that I actually tuned back in, even though I knew you guys had won. I wanted to make sure to catch your, catch your matches. Oh, yeah, I made a misplay on camera. 
Feels bad. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was one Thalia's lieutenant Miss Trigger. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a champion Miss Trigger, and I was like, I actually could have gotten punished for it. So luckily, I did not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That that was like feels bad, man. There was a. There was a uh, point where it looked like if he had a Titan, like you wouldn't be able to attack through it or something like that. Uh, yeah. Well, so he game one he did eventually have the Titan. It was and I lost to it because my clock wasn't fast enough. Game two, game three was I didn't put my champion up to a four four and I could have literally just got hard punished by anger of the gods. Oh right, right. That's what it was. Deck. And I made a comment. I'm like, don't punish me. And he draws a turn and then passes. And I'm like, thank <laughs> fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> Right, as deserved as that would have been, that's not not really yeah, the time. Yeah, as, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Everyone would have loved that one. JJ played against Crisis Control, and uh, as I thought, what is match in ten minutes? <laughs> oh yeah, I just I just steamrolled my opponent. <clears throat> I lost. Uh, I basically beat all the control decks this weekend, except in round fourteen, where I lost to a really close Esper approach match on camera. But other than that, blue decks. Oh, and then I lost. I'm sorry. I also lost to blue black control in round 13. There's all these three color piles. Yeah. I lost to the blue black control match because I kept a hand game one that was had a lot of removal because I've I'd been losing to aggro all weekend. So I was like, I mean, this is gonna be fine. And then he's just like a control ma- control player. So like game game one in the top eight when you know your opponent's playing control and you know his list, you know you can't keep a hand with removal. So I just had a great seven and he molded a five unfortunately. And then game two, I just rolled him. It was nice. Well, Kevin was playing against like Mardu Death and Taxes, and I was like, "Holy shit!" This yeah. I, I don't even want to process what's going Game on. Game one, I don't have a lot of tools to win that, and he got um, he got Magus on the board equipped with a Sword of Fire and Ice, which my deck can't touch at all. <laughs> um, so I, I just scooped it there because it was just a matter of time. And then um, game two, I was all right. I had some tools to win. Uh, opponent was hell bent with Recruiter of the Guard in hand, so I was feeling pretty good. But then it didn't matter because the team won. You knew how I felt all all weekend. That, that round yeah exactly it's, it's it's good when you're losing it's a little disappointing when you're ahead even though obviously it shouldn't be you're like no i wanted to play it. what an interesting game this could have been i got to i got to experience that once in the semifinals. we were going to game three and then they both won and i was like wow that's what that feels like <laughs> <laughs> it was the only time all weekend you're right yeah that was the only time i did not finish a match i don't know how kevin two two owed zach well, actually, I he talked to him it. last night, and he said he didn't have colored mana in either of his hands that he kept. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's 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 a way better story than any casting Malcontents. <laughs> yeah, um, tell us a story about what happened there. Uh, well, I'll tell you it from my perspective, because Kevin will probably, like, correct <laughs> it. But it looked like, like Kevin kept, like, I don't know what Kevin kept. But, I like, I know, like, Zach cast, like, Sorcerer's Spyglass. And Kevin's board is literally... Dark Depths with 10 counters on it. Moxable. Uh, <laughs> and then his hand is like triple Dark Depths and I don't like yeah. 21 mana spells or oh, some boy. bullshit. I don't I, cause he has a challenge that one. Game two. Yeah. So I kept I kept two Dark Depths um, and then another mana source of some sort uh, with a Mox Diamond and some lands. So there are some, some other real spells, one of which I think was Rotate. Because that's a pretty great hand. Um, there's a lot of live draws there. But basically, against Big Red is different than 12 Moon or 8 Moon or whatever Moon, uh, in that they can just kill you. So you actually have to combo them. Whereas against the Million Moon decks, you can just land a Molten Vortex and never lose. Uh, against these people, they can just show you a World Spine Worm and you're, you're dead. So you have to just combo them fast. So I kept Depths, Depths, Diamond, some lands, um, and some Rotates and stuff. Because you pitch the one depths to the diamond after you've played the other depths, hopefully, because you don't want to get surgical, even though you've seen their sideboard. Just 
a tip. <laughs> and then the next two draw steps, well, it was a draw and then a cycle. The next two cards off the top were both depths. So I had all four depths in hand. That's what you want. So eventually I was going to run out of land drop. So I just played the one with the counters on it before Blood Moon. Um, that's the thing that we were talking about that Patriot Stoneblade list earlier was um, we had we missed a land drop on purpose to be able to play Dark Depths after Blood Moon against them because it was the only depths mm-hmm. in hand. Whereas in this matchup, I had so many depths, I just played them on curve in case they didn't have any Blood Moon effect. You just like can't miss a land drop when you're trying to play the fast uh, combo right. game. And yeah, we, we successfully raced. Um, whatever resources he didn't have lined up well against how fast we were. Yeah, pretty clutch. Yeah, it was, it was. We had like we we get to a point where he plays Blood Sun and then plays Magus, and then we get to like punishing fire the the Magus, yeah, and like untap and then Song of the Dry the Blood Mint, the Blood Sun and play a twenty twenty in play. And Zach just looks at his teammate and he's like, "I guess I shouldn't have played the Blood Sun." And then dies. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the choice I had to make. Was like, do you end? Do do I end of turn kill the the uh, Magus before I untap? Because I could have left it in play, played Dark Depths to have no counters on it, and use the two red to cast the Punishing Fire there to kill the Magus. But I wanted to. I wanted mana efficiency at that point in the game, so I just used yeah, mana so, when I had it. Because I think you had to, right? Because then you had to draw an untapped land. Right. The turn I cast the song, Grove of the Burn Willows, was the thing that got rid of Blood Sun. Yeah, you had to draw land to do it, and you drew, like, Grove, and I'm like, well, that casts it, and then you cast Song, and then he 2020 stares at Merit Lage, and mm-hmm. as most opponents do, they just die to it. So, yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. Good old lands. Let me some lands. Yeah, and the, that finals was... they. I mean, for some reason, we were, we were kind of watching kevin a lot like we watched him for most of the finals too and that was the the lands v turbo depths so had uh battling merit lages in the finals yeah i played that a little loose game one in that when he played the depths that's clearly a bait Mm -hmm. but i was behind on wasteland counts so if i didn't go for it any rotate killed me anyway so I just decided to go for it, both have tokens, and then like get another six looks at trying to hit Caracas for the win rather than like try to play defensively. Mm-hmm. Although I had Molten Vortex in play from the beginning, but every I used it a couple times. And you'll see that I did use it a couple times, but I only used it when I had the spare mana that wasn't already going to a rotate in my hand or a port or a waste or a Thespian stage activation. Because in that matchup, they lose if I have more ways to interrupt their combo than they have ways to yeah. combo. And I do in the deck. So it's just a matter of getting all my lands in play. Eventually I have three wastelands and, the, and a Thespian stage activate and a port and whatnot, and they can never, ever, ever beat me. There just isn't a way for their deck to beat me. So I was playing for that line, especially game one, and uh, I played a little dumb in that. Like I could have comboed myself and just like made a token, said go. And uh, I forgot that their Caracas wasn't in the main deck. I little deserved to win or lose that game one. Uh, getting into game two, I had to kind of pretend that that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that you have to do a lot in Magic, where you make a mistake and then you just try not to get rattled by it for the next couple of games and continue to play well. Yeah, usually I have the opposite problem where I don't pay enough attention. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you'll find me if I'm like singing an obnoxious song really loudly uh, during game one. That's every round. Yeah, that's Whoa. that's me. Okay. <laughs> I get a song in my head, but the problem is like I'm thinking so much about the game, I can't. I can't keep it. I can't keep quiet. I gotta, yeah, I gotta dude. let it oh. out. If you don't enjoy it, then it's some extra effort to try to focus. If if there's something that can help you focus and maybe you know have your opponent lose focus a little bit, then uh, go for it for sure. Yeah, I don't leverage that intentionally. <laughs> no, um, for sure. But and if they ask me, if they ask me not to, then I really give it a good effort. Like Zach, uh, Zach was just 
really distracted by the, how fast I play. So I play mechanically quickly because if you're going to play lands and finish in 50 minutes, you have to be fast at picking up your cards yeah. and putting them down and stuff. It is interesting that manual dexterity is not a skill that magic is meant to test, but it really does if you play lands. You know, he kept asking me to like, you know, calm down, play slower. And I'm like, I'm, I'm really going to give it a shot. I'm going to try so hard, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's instinct. Lands pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Zach was like, yeah, he, he literally said after the match, he's like, yeah, I'm just, it's like no, nothing against you or anything, but you just play so fast. And I was like, well, I think you kind of have to play Lance. <laughs> yeah, but it's timed rounds, and like theoretically, I could flip a switch and play slower, but I, 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 I did what I could. Uh, I think that a lot of magic yeah. players have a tempo that yeah. works really well for them. You know, we talk all the time about people who are like really slow all the time or whatever, but I, it's probably just the tempo that works for them, right? And on kind of like the flip side of the coin, you might just have a fast tempo that just helps you think and process everything. Yeah, I think in order to play Lance, there's so many lines, there's so many turns yeah. in a match that you're winning that you need to be able to play the unimportant turns really, really quickly in order to be able to finish. So like before they pass back to you, understand like, am I dredging loam on my draw step? Am I, what am I trying to draw here? If I get, if I hit gamble, what am I casting? You know, like what you have to fully understand what your goal is for the next couple turns before you get passed back so that you just play to that goal mechanically. So that when you do draw the rotate or the gamble or some interesting thing at some interesting part of the game, you can actually construct a line and take the extra, you know, 20 seconds to think sure. about it. Did you play the mirror at all this weekend? I didn't. Um, and I brought two surgicals, which is just a terrible card <laughs> in the sideboard because at these team events, I know I'm going to have to go through like Dave and Jody and Jarvis and whoever to get to the trophy. So I was like, you know what? We're just, if I have to play four of this in a weekend, it's worth the sideboard slot. So I brought in these awful cards, which was splash damage against the one dredge player I played. I got the surgical two thugs on turn one. Yeah, that was, that was insane. No, that was game two, right? When he like, mm-hmm. like, he like cast a breakthrough or something. No, he didn't. He just yeah, like, crack LED, LED. like discarded his whole hand and then he, his, he, his, he like discarded a bunch of cards. But of the rel- of note, the only relevant cards were Golgari Thug. And luckily there were two of them there. So I was like, that must be a good surgical <laughs> target. And he's like, surgical your thing. I'm like, yeah, we win. Oh, that was a match I played against that Jeskai guy. So, well, he won and I was, took a 55 minute match. Yeah. Oh, what was let me tell you about a grind. That was that was the one where he decided to attack with torrential gear Hulk and then put himself oh, on board. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to watch a lot of that after how quickly I had the tool against Trish. Love me, love, 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 <laughs> love me some humans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on that note, how did you guys end up on your uh, decks for this tournament? I know the explanations might be kind of simple, but if there's anything interesting or any particular card choices um, that you want to talk about, that that definitely would love to hear. I, I guess I'll go first. Um, so, uh, yeah, casting malcontents is pretty broken. That is, that is a weird sentence. <laughs> Those are my cards. Yeah. Those are my physical pieces of cardboard he's going to have to sign. Yeah. He like got me two of them, and I was like, thank you. I was never going to find them if you did, literally did not bring them to me. That's that's the guy that burns your opponent for X equals the number of humans you control. Just because oh, I... Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. fireball for humans. <laughs> oh, it was real nice. It took it took some turns off the clock, which were actually very relevant. Uh, so that car was insane. Humans in general, just insane. I get to uh, so I'll be writing an article that comes out Friday on Star City Games, all about humans. Dot <laughs> com, yeah, of course. I have I have to one up the Collins <laughs> Mullen. You know, he already had one. Yeah. So now it's my turn. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty well, excited for that. Be careful if you don't. If you don't attribute the deck correctly, then a bunch of people will yell at you. So. 
Oh, well, there is probably about 1%. I don't even know who that guy is. So there's about a 0.01% chance that that happens. I hope I get flamed for it. But, you know. It's all right. I think I think Collins has already borne the brunt of that particular. <laughs> oh yeah, Col- Collins took one for the team. That's why. That's why he played the deck first. That's he, yeah, he took one for the. He, he took the hit. Yeah, the deck's broken. I've had several people who are qualified for the upcoming Pro Tour message me and talk about humans, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I just played like 900 matches with the deck, and the deck's ass. <laughs> So that's what I that's that's what I I just recommend it. It's a deck that you can pretty much hit after you play enough matches, you pretty much get the gist of everything. And at that point it's just like how to maximize like what you want to be doing in the matchup. So with humans, there's you have two game plans that you try to maximize. You try to maximize your disruption and you try to maximize your aggression. And in some matchups you want to maximize one over the other, and it's just knowing how to maximize which one you want to which one you want to approach. I, I watched that live. I watched you pick disruption over aggression in a matchup where I totally would have gone aggression and just gotten wrathed and died and it worked out perfectly and you killed them easily and those those phantasmal images are huge for like swapping between those plans like that seems amazing yeah oh yeah it's a bit it's, it's the best human <laughs> in the deck it's not even this it's, it's it's literally the best if I if I ever see Xan register three again I'm like no Get four in there no 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 yeah, that, it's literally the best card in the deck. And yeah. It's not even close. So speaking of, and I've, I've meant to mention this on a couple of uh, podcasts, but a couple of weeks ago, I got a message from a guy named Chris Vincent, who, and, and Collins, I haven't even told you this, but uh, he was just thanking us because he won. Uh, when we had Stephen Murray on the show, he told us about this tournament series called Axiom Now. And this guy, Chris Vincent, messaged me and he said, hey, thanks for talking so much about humans. I just won this Axiom Now tournament and got like, entry and plane flights to whatever GP I want to go to. So, like, that's really cool. That's yeah, that's dope. Humans, humans put in work for, for all the all the fans. Yeah, yeah, definitely pretty cool. I'm, I'm ready to talk about some Mardu if you guys are ready about hear about Standard. Yeah, Julie, Julie put in some work to test for this event. He really had to, to he had a week. So, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, starting on mo- <laughs> start, oh. Starting on Monday, I just started grinding leagues. I probably played, I mean, I don't know how many hours, I think I played at least a dozen leagues or something nice. like that. I felt, I felt like I was the most prepared standard player with the exception of that I faced at the tournament with the exception of probably Decandio and potentially Zan, but I felt like Zan lost game three because he boarded wrong against me. Um, and we talked about it. So Zan, Zan brought in duresses while he was on the draw uh, game three in round four where we had a feature match. Dylan explained it as like, you just like duress them, you take something and then they just ha- always have a follow-up and you're just behind when you wanted to just play like a tap lane to like yeah. catch up or something like that. And that's just like how it felt like he just like took my lightning strike and then I just had like things to do things to do for the next four turns. And then he just had like, uh, I mean, he kind of got unlucky at a clunky hand, but I think if his duress was like a push or something, you know, he would have been in a lot better of a situation. I mean, position, but. the best part about that match <laughs> that I like to describe is that like, Zan knew you were, you wanted to board big, and I saw how you were sideboarding. And I was like, game three on the play, I was like, shouldn't we just like like I didn't I didn't want to say anything because it would have completely gave it away. I'm like, shouldn't we just do this? And JJ's like, yeah, I like that. And then we just boarded back in all our creatures, and then we went like turn one toolcraft, and our opponent like duressed us, took our lightning strike, star hand of all creatures in another land, drew an untapped land, was like scrap heap, <laughs> attack you. And he's like, play a tap lane, go. On the play against a lot of mid-range decks, and I knew that's what he was turning into, I wanted to stay small to like try to juke him, but also 
leave in like one settle, one cast out, just like some kind of like mid-range game interaction. But you were like, no, let's just like keep it in the bow mats. And I was like, all right, fine. Let's let's just be as aggressive as possible. So it wasn't yeah, like I was trying to be big, but yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. I understand you, but it, it's just funny that we killed him on turn five, and he cast one spell. <laughs> you literally cast that. And That's uh, Dylan's died. favorite phrase <laughs> of the deck: is uh, toolcraft, heart, disintegrate, game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels That's like. Yeah. That is, That's the Dylan quote. So, so the the way I ended up with Mardu is after Ramnap ruins and uh, Rampaging Frostzone was banned, and I my red dreams were crushed. I was like, you know, I'm just going to play this deck I have the most experience with than any other deck in Standard because all the cards are still legal. And, I mean, it's like, to me, one of the best Hazard decks. But the way that the tournament played out is that I was just, I just got crushed. I was a dog to every other aggro deck. And I think moving forward for this weekend, I'm going to try out uh, this Relentless Raptor. This 3-3 Vigilance attacks or blocks each combat, if able, to help with my aggro matchups have just some kind of just some kind of stonewall jackson um on turn two because all my creatures don't block <laughs> the amateur eternal was kind of cool i so th- there was a standard player i think i think we played him in day one it was round eight or something like that or maybe it was in day two he was undefeated he was undefeated all weekend in standard but he didn't know what afflict was that was kind of cool i, I won a game because i he blocked my amateur eternal and took oh, three <laughs> But I don't think I'm playing that card this week. That was a two-two. He would have went to one if he didn't yeah. block it. Oh, yeah, he yeah. blocked it. Yeah. It was a spicy that's card, crazy. but yeah. Yeah, he blocked and died to it. And I was like, well, that's, that's why that's you draft weird. every yeah. format. Just do a million drafts just in case, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in case. I don't know what a card does. I'm gonna give credit where credit's due and say that Zan definitely came up with this tech. Um, I try. I only got to play like two games with it except we streamed with it the the thursday night and i i wanted to play ballista over it but i was talking to Rossum at the player meeting and i was like what do you think ballista this card and he's just like am eternal yeah, i i i still stand by <laughs> yeah i still i still stand behind ballista it's just yeah garbage, that, that's another story i think i'm gonna that's play ballista this party. weekend to help with the, the aggro matchups because yeah, Marty is just the is just the worst aggro deck in the mirror matches. I lost to like red, well, white, red, light. Might help a little bit with that is um, the the new three three vigilance for two. That's red, white, the dinosaur. Yeah, the relentless raptor. I was just talking about how I'm yeah. gonna test that and relentless raptor. Yeah. Okay, that's what it's called. Yeah, he he helps yeah. against yep. uh, the aggro matchups because he he just blocks really well. <laughs> I think we already had this conversation. Don't wall Jack. <laughs> Gotcha. That's what I get for not knowing the names of That's cards okay. a little bit. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything. Uh, if it's a standard card, he's, he's, you know, Julian was asking me, he's like, are we going to play around this card by name? And I'm like, I don't know your cards. Yeah, yeah. The best, the best part about Kevin is he looks really in-depth in the game and he knows what the cards do. But I looked at him, he's like, listen, man, you're the guy who plays it. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I just like snapped Mulligan to Forlander and I just had an infinitely better six. I'm like, you're so smart, Kevin. <laughs> just listen to myself. <laughs> he, he was asking me and it was like it curved out until like turn two. It's like this perfect one-two curve into nothing. And yeah, he's yeah, like, do you was, keep this? Was, and I'm like, I don't know. Do you keep this? <laughs> Yeah, it was like so. It was like it was like champion, like Thalia's attendant, Thalia's attendant, and I was like kind of close on keeping it, and it was against this bad guy, and I was like, I'll mull again, and then my hand was like, like Aether Vile into like, it was like Aether Vile champion noble like image lieutenant reflector mage. I'm like, well, I can't think of a better six, and I scryed into just like another like I scryed like a land to the top, and then I just 
drew all gas, and then, yeah, that's how you humans. <laughs> you just only draw two lands. On the vile. flip side, after having two team tournaments with lands players in, in Jody Keith in Santa Clara and E. Kevin King in, in Dallas, I still have no idea how lands works. I just know that... I don't know I don't know how legacy works at all, so I'm gonna have to up my game, especially if I want to go to I think I can name most of the lands in his deck. That's about that's about the extent of like the, of the thirty-six lands in his deck, I can probably name them. But that's about I, it. I think if you want a dark depths, maybe turbo <laughs> depths, maybe the second place deck might be the legacy deck for you. Yeah, so that was an interesting situation where I uh, over the last couple months was looking at turbo depths because for a little bit I can I was playing uh, Burning Wish build, and then when I was playing Burning Wish, I was getting Thoughtseize because actually without miracles in the format, Thoughtseize kills combo and Sphere Resistance doesn't. So I wanted the way to play Thoughtseize, but I didn't want to play like a real black version. So I just played one Bayou and the Bog Main. And then I could Burning Wish for Thoughtseize, I could Burning Wish for Last Rites. And that was really neat, but it was slow and clunky and awful. The cool thing is, like, you can side out alone, and then after you get Surgical, you can Burning Wish for Lone. Oh, that's so cute. That's cool. But, uh, yeah. Because I was realizing that most of my best games in that meta uh, were the ones where I just comboed quickly against Fair Blue or something and killed them. So I was realizing that the more I'm trying to make Red Green into a deck that does that, the more I should just be playing actual Black Green Turbo. And I tried it, and the problem with it, for to me, was the games it loses, it just loses. There's no other option. There's no way to pivot into a game plan that can win. So uh, I got off it, but it is super powerful combo deck. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel favored against it with lands? Generally, especially or, on the play. Okay. We have all the tools to beat them. It's just, especially if they can get there quickly with, you know, Sajiri step back up or something um, to turn off mm-hmm. your Mazadith or your Karakas or whatever your out to it was then you can die. But most of the time, if the game goes long, you have more land drops, you have more relevant lands. Uh, they have one ghost quarter usually main, and then maybe they side a wasteland. So you have four wastelands and up to four ghost quarters, three ports, up to four ports. You know, like you have all the tools to be able to beat them as long as, especially with exploration, you get to develop your board while disrupting them, and then you just win. So it's usually pretty good, but it's up to the first, you know, three to four turns for Black Green Turbo to just, you know, Thoughtseize the rotate out of your hands, play the Urborg, get there and make a token, say you don't have it. Gotcha. And you can also, that like it was it was kind of fun watching that sort of dance of like, you both have Thespian stages in play and are like trying to avoid playing Dark Depths if you can because you're turning on your opponent's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a fun matchup at least. It's really interesting. And actually I was kind of disappointed game one went the way it did because... That's the kind of game where there's a lot happening and everybody's counting their mana and counting how much they have to activate that spin stage or how to rotate for a, a waste or whatever. But it looks like nothing's happening to the viewer. So we're just like making land right. drops tanking forever and then saying go for six or eight turns and then somebody loses. It doesn't make for good television. Right. And you're you're not doing anything because you can't afford to like tap out of crop <laughs> rotation and stuff because right. then they'll just kill you. It was like once or twice I found an extra red mana to throw a land at his face, but that was like it. Also, yeah. the lands you're throwing need to be lands you don't need to play next turn because you're never going to have the mana to cast loam. I do. I do remember like watching part of game two and I rewatched that finals. And game two is funny. You like, like he played turn one like turn one safekeeper or something, and then like he were like wasteland you, and then I think he had like spirit guide crop or some bullshit or something happened. And then you're like, all right, waste you again because you had exploration in play, and you just like li- he literally had no lands in yeah. play for the rest of the game. I wouldn't have wasted there without the second waste to back it up because rotate would be a blowout. 
Um, I would just play two wastes, which is almost a better position to be in sometimes. But yeah, because I had the waste to follow it up, I was like, waste you, see if I can duress you for a rotate. And I did, which I'll, I'll trade waste for a rotate all day. It's the most important card of the matchup. Yeah, that one ended up being pretty brutal to watch after that second wasteland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our opponent had one permanent play for the rest of the game. So 1-1, one, one, and then we played a tireless tracker, Dude, and then he probably was like, well, I can never win. Both of my wastelands were countered. The first one was countered by having a no-legal target after the rotate, and the second one was countered by being sacked to safekeeper. So neither of my wastelands landed. <laughs> fair, fair. I don't know if you guys have watched any of the replays yet, but this was like the the... Sully commentary on that situation is look people just love playing legacy so much no matter how bad the situation is they just refuse to concede the game and this is on like the eighth turn of no permanence in play for your opponent i don't know that that's entirely fair in the sense that because when i'm and that's i guess funny. that's why my, my turns look a little longer than they should be is that um his turn can absolutely be land pedal spirit guide rotate you know or land pedal pedal kill you you know True. there's so many ways for me to lose from that position in a deck that has eight um, zero to ones that aren't lands and you know three rotates left that you know it's super boring they're super dead magic where i have to still be on uh you know pins and needles to try to get there right and i think i think part of that commentary was because they knew what was in your opponent's hand and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't any of the pieces to do those things right. so yeah they don't have brainstorm to just ancestral into a better hand right right yeah tough tough not playing a blue deck in legacy i don't know that I could make that decision. The lands... See, see, my problem is I don't think that I could put in the time to be competent enough with lands to beat the good lands players. Uh, and that just seems like a terrifying thing to have to do for me. I found the deck pretty intuitive when I first picked it up. Uh, Kurt Spies is the, the first person to play the red-green all-in um, version. And uh, you know, he won the open with it in 2014 or whatever. And he lent me the list to play it at a different Baltimore open because he was working that day. And I, uh, I found it pretty intuitive pretty immediately. Uh, and I found that with a lot of players. It's like, if you do, obviously you can always get better. You put in more reps. There's a lot to the deck, but if the rotates and gambles and stuff aren't intuitive to you right off the bat, you're going to have to put in a lot more work to, um, to, you know, really feel comfortable with the deck. Do you think a lot of that comes from having played a lot of legacy before you understand what's important in the matchups? Yeah, that's really important. I think probably, I mean, not it, it doesn't even come close to how important it is to pl- be able to play death and taxes, but because mm-hmm. you're a proactive deck that can't actually respond to anything, you have to be ready for anything, and so you have to know what anything could mean. And so sometimes it'll happen that somebody say like, "Why didn't you just combo me? You waited like four more turns and loamed and played lands and stuff before you comboed, and you could have just killed me." And then I have to say, you know, well, if you had submerge, I needed to have a rotate to get rid of my forest before you had priority. You know, like um, <laughs> knowing what could happen, knowing what sideboard cards are common. Um, is really important. And I think actually my, my, my least cultivated skill is knowing what cards were recently printed. Yeah, well, not a lot. You know, if you got if you got Blood Sun on your radar, then that's about as far as you got to go for now, I think. Yeah, but just like every once in a while, you get, uh, you know, some wacky card. Somebody's playing a one of. There's like that morph card with negate that I had no idea. And uh, C Stompy played it against me. And I was like, what is that morph? <laughs> that's scary. When somebody plays a morph against you in a high powered constructed format and you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. It could be anything. Nantuko Vigilante. Mm-mm-mm. Cool. So I guess. 
I guess we have talked about all your decks now. Um, so what is coming up for you guys? I, I mean, just one at a time, whoever wants to go first. Like, what are you looking forward to coming up, you know, magic-wise, team-wise, completely unrelated to magic? You're human beings and not just card-playing machines. But yeah, yeah, what do you got going on? Philadelphia this weekend. Okay, so we maybe, completely... maybe kind of card playing robots, but still. Yeah, we, we all yeah we all have yeah. completely different teams, which is kind of funny. Yeah, how did that happen? How do you not run it back after crushing it? For Philadelphia, we all had our teams. I think I don't know about Kevin, but me and Rossum had our teams planned out like yeah. month, like a month ago or something like that. Gotcha. And then Rossum like two and a half weeks ago. It was like, yo, I need a teammate. I was like, yo, Rossum. What about me and Kevin? And then, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he said he said me at first. I'm like, we need to find, I was like, do you have a legacy player? And he said, Kevin King. I'm like, snap locked in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I was going to Dallas yeah. until fairly soon before it because it wasn't going to be um, team. So I wasn't right. planning on it right. at all. It was going to be standard in Texas. Right. From, and I'm in Maryland. I'm just not going to do that. It's probably part of why um, the teams aren't going to be the same is because Dallas was kind of sprung on everybody a little bit where nobody knew it was going to be a team event until right. pretty late. Right. Like I had I've been talking to the Jessups. I was like, Dan, I teamed with before and I was like, do you want to run back Atlanta? And he said, like, you know, or you know, he made offer this time, but he was like, you know, me and my brother need somebody for, I asked him about Dallas and he said, yeah, no, but me and my brother need somebody for Philly. It's like, okay. So I had Philly lined up before I had Dallas lined up. Is it just extremely easy as a legacy player especially a known legacy player, to find teammates for these team events. It has gotten easier over the last <laughs> few opens. Uh, yeah, now that people have realized that, like, you know, Legacy Lands players are these, like, you know, unicorns that we need to find. Yeah, so the problem is I only play Legacy, and I only know people who play Legacy, really. Like, I'm friendly with people on the tour, but, you know, I, I've never really hung out with Rossum before this, for example. You know, I don't really know other people. Um so I got, I was asking around and Daryl Ayers hooked me up with um, Jim Davis and Dan Jessup. We're looking for a team. We're looking for a legacy player for Atlanta. And um, Daryl said, like, you don't know this guy, but he's solid. You should, you should team with him. And then we made the finals. Um, I actually had a pretty bad day too when I 0-3'd that top eight. So I didn't look all that good, but I looked good on paper. <laughs> so then um, <laughs> for Baltimore, we put together a team. Marius and Zach Keane, Marius Chalewa, Chalewa, I always say his name wrong, but um, Marius is gas. He doesn't play as much as he used to, so it's a real treat to have him out at events. And, um, you know, Zach's real great, so then we, we ran that. And then from there, people understood that, you know, I exist, so it became people easier to find a team. that I exist. Oh. That's really all we're looking for <laughs> in general. Just want acknowledgement of yeah. our existence. Yeah. We usually just play legacy with other yeah. legacy players. We live in our own little world. Other people ask, you know, like where, you know, who are these people? And we're, we come out of the caves hissing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is very, it. It is very amusing to me that Kevin has seventy-four open series points, and they're all from t- like four <laughs> team events. <laughs> Yeah, I'm qualified for another indie where I have to play two formats I don't know at all. Yeah, that's pretty brutal that the indiv- Invitational has no legacy in it, and that's the only format you play. Yeah. Well, Kevin, didn't you didn't you recently top eight a tournament like a sing a single person tournament that wasn't wasn't legacy, or am I making that up? Not not a national one. Like my best. My best finishes in other formats have been, you know, like 
50 something player wins in modern. I'm like weirdly ahead in modern. I don't prepare at all, but I, I have a good win rate in modern lifetime. Yeah, I mean, modern's one of those formats where, you know, if you if you can play a, a deck well, kind of in a vacuum, then you can you can go pretty far. So, to answer CCR's question earlier, next events obviously are Philly, and then there's a t- GP in Toronto after the Pro Tour that I'm going to be headed to. If, I don't know if any of you guys are going to that. No idea. No, no idea. Okay. I, I, have, yeah, I don't know. It's a modern GP. Modern. And then there's uh, a Indy, which is a modern open. And then Memphis, uh, the third week of... February and that's February. Any you guys going to any of those events? Um, no, none of them's legacy. Uh, uh, I actually got a couple of weeks okay, pretty much off. <laughs> I might also just take a break, which would be kind of decent. Yeah, after Philly, I've got a, a an event I'm judging uh, a pre TQ okay. pending WPN being eligible to have me judge at their store. Nice. Um, yeah, I didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know Kevin was in L two until the end of the weekend. <laughs> So do you need to go through that whole background check thing? Is that that's something you have to deal with now? Eh, there's very little guidance published um, on what background check means. Basically, they've same as they did back. I don't know if you know the the um, legacy proxy slash play test card event kerfuffle a while ago was that they thought that there was some huge tournament that was using proxies and they hated it. And they said, you can't do that. We're going to revoke your WPN status. So then everybody was like, wait, we can't run Proxy Legacy anymore. And they said, no, Proxy cards are issued by judges. So that became a whole thing. And they did clarify, you can play play test card events as long as they aren't sanctioned or for high mm-hmm. stakes. So we have a play test card event every day of the week on the Baltimore Bellway, all for like, you know, five bucks. And um, so that was a whole thing. But it's it really kind of established Wansi's policy of don't give too specific guidance so that apparently they can claim you know, whatever legal recourse they need at the end. So when people were asking, what does background check mean? Uh, the Watsi line was, um, you know, whatever it takes to fulfill your requirements. And they're like, okay, but what does it take? And they said, you should consult legal, you know, advice. Right, but the, so it's not really but the requirements are coming but, from Watsi and not from anywhere else. So that's a frustrating answer. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, so it's, it's, it's really unclear. I've got, for example, I, I, I work a camp every year and so I get a background check to do that. And so if I submit the results of that, is that, you know, good? Or does the store have to do it themselves? Can the store just sort of Google me, run me against databases, you know, make sure I'm clean or do they have to do a paid thing? Um, that's all pretty unclear. So right. whatever it ends up is what the stores have to do is, uh, you know, what I have to make sure I'm, I'm willing to give them the information to do. Cause that's the other thing is like, if, if the store has to run a pretty in-depth thing, I have to give them more information than they can Google. Which then I have to wor- I have to think about each store I judge for. Are they going to handle that information responsibly? Um, am I comfortable with how they handle that information? And then there's I mean there's there's people who also the the amount of it, depending on how much information they have to give are exposing themselves to risk of people learning things you know legal and safe things about them that nevertheless would be compromising or dangerous. Right. I've heard that it's a pretty big concern for some of the trans judges who uh, especially yeah. yeah. So that's tough. I in I mean I'm in Europe right now and I've talked to some of the judges around here and like the the big issue with it in Europe is that mostly it's illegal to run background checks on people for employment purposes. So um, there's just mm-hmm. no way. Oh, it's not employment. We are a volunteer organization that has nothing to do sure, with Sure, sure, sure. Just some crazy fans <laughs> that aren't employed. Right, but but you know if a store is paying you to run a a, a pre TQ or whatever, mm-hmm. then that. Like it's not legal to run a background check on someone for that purpose in most of the EU, so it's a you right. know pretty pretty weird situation we got going on. Yeah, then um, that's why I was hoping Watsi would have some guidance because it is you know probably something that should happen a long time ago is 
um, people who have power over uh, miners should be sure. You know, we should be confident that they they are going to responsibly handle the um, you know that power. Uh, but without any guidance on how to implement it, it's it's a little confusing right now. Yeah, definitely. Hey boys, are we running it back? Uh, Cincinnati, twenty fourth of March. Who the f- I, JJ, I told you fights were expensive. I have to, I have to figure that out. There's, there's a list of people. We've got some, we've got some live decision making happening. There's a list, there's a list of people who, well, I'll, I'll let you know if I'm even going to the event. Okay, mister, I want to be Yeah, let's bring Kyoto, which is team constructed, which like, maybe with this huge windfall of cash we just won, I'll go to Kyoto and play that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like no $100. You have to, it's like top eight or bust. <laughs> Yeah, but this this is free money from this from top eight from from winning. You know, you you weren't counting on this. Right. So I think I think there's a I right. think there's a GP in Pittsburgh that weekend. Anyway. Oh wait, no, that's Singapore. My bad. I was thinking about going to Singapore, but there's a Pittsburgh GP anyway. That same weekend. Oh my god. Yeah. Japan was gas. I went to GP Chiba, the legacy one, and I loved Tokyo. It was <laughs> so cool. <laughs> So that's another reason maybe we'll turn Kyoto into a oh, vacation. Yeah, me, me and Zan were talking about that, but then I looked up flights and I was like, yeah, if we don't like win this tournament, it's super poor easy. <laughs> 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 this vacation is terrible easy. That's fair. I haven't been here. I think it's it's terrible EV to spend multiple days of your vacation locked in a small a little tournament <laughs> hall playing magic if you're going to treat it like an actual vacation though yeah that's actually a thing um so my, my girlfriend katie came with me to to chiba when we went and um she's been super supportive of my stupid hobby like i'm away most weekends and you know she's she's still supportive she's watching the streams when i'm winning um and uh she came with me to chiba and we had a great time all week you know eight ten days something like that and then she sat in the hallway at a convention center in chiba for two days while I played the the GP, which just can't be fun. We were hoping there was like more to do in the area in Chiba, but there really wasn't. It was pretty pretty non-populated. Gotcha. Well, so good good life advice for people with uh, significant others trying to do these trips is uh, make some individual plans for the, the magic days, I guess. Yeah, if you can. Internationally, it's tougher, but right. yeah, I, it really, uh, I, I don't really know. It's hard to empathize with the situation of like, uh, you know, your your significant other goes off to do something for two days in a country where you don't speak the language and don't know what to do. So it's it's a tough situation either way, and I think it's important to acknowledge that for sure. But cool that that you were able to do that. I mean, that's that's definitely a it's it's good to have some support. That's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't have anything in particular that like we need to address. But if anybody has had any random thoughts or anything they've been that's been buzzing around in their head, please feel free. Um, oh God! I would like to, talk about I'd like to cover. Lastly, just like some tweaks to the list. If anyone wanted to play Marty Vehicles going yeah. forward, yeah, for sure. I mean, like standard is definitely kind of the you know in a lot of flux right now. So any any input you've got on that would be super helpful. Oh yes, sweet. All right. So moving forward from my list, I would cut an Ammon Eternal and I would cut the third Lightning Strike. And I would make them walking ballistas to help with your aggro matchups. And then this weekend, specific, like particularly, I think you may just want to be playing main border braids instead of the lightning strikes to combat mm-hmm. the uptick in Marty vehicles. I've seen that the like some of the cards like Heart of Kieran Hazaret and Chandra have been going up. So I'm 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 attributing that to the deck rising in popularity. Even though yes, like it went from two percent of the meta to like eight. So. I'm expecting an uptick in, in the mirror match. And then Godfrey's Gift is just like... I was watching the uh, the Turbo Godfrey's Gift deck go off, and that deck looks really fun and like very scary. So I'm, I wouldn't want, 
Wait, that's not that's not the Jess guy one. That's just the very focused blue white one. Yeah. Or which I'm one are you talking about? The Jess guy one with the combat celebrant. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> that, that, that deck can go off. <laughs> so yeah, I would definitely play a braids and the sideboard is pretty good. I uh, last night on stream, Zan was testing like Huatli, and that was looking pretty good. What do you guys think? Oh Hans my god, I look and Rossum. Do you like that card? Um, it looked, it looked way too cute. I didn't really like it. Ugh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I, 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 I barely got behind Angrath. So, uh, dude, Angrath is, Angrath is an expensive lily. It's just, it's like, we don't have many Planeswalkers to work with, and this is definitely... This is what we got. And yeah, somehow it's, it's we decided awful. that these are better than... Somehow we decided these are better than the third Chandra, which I just don't believe. But Right, that's that's my main <laughs> question. Is, yeah. like, we just run infinite Chandras. Yeah, I, yeah maybe. I, at, I, least, at least, like, I like one Angrath... And like three Chandras is fine, but like one Angrath, one Hawati, two Chandras. I'm like, just play a fucking third Chandra. Yeah. Holy shit, that card's broken. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. yeah. That card's great. But yeah, the duresses have just been all stars. Settle the wreckage. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say when I 6 3 to PTQ in the Teamer Red days, that I was, I was, I had the first list published that I saw Settle the Wreckage in a Mardu deck. So <laughs> I'm going to say I, I innovated that technology and I am in love with Settle the Wreckage out of, out of Mardu. It just catches so many people off guard, except the one red black opponent I played against that was undefeated all weekend, played around it, and he just crushed me. So when they play around for, it, it, it's, it's super punishing. But yeah, for what it's worth, I don't even think that card's very good in the Mardu deck. So I think it just catches so many people off guard, dude, when you're trying to race. Or if you're just controlling, I think week one getting cards are fine. Maybe going forward, it might not be that good, but who knows? That's true. Julian, you have to keep in mind that uh, you're famous now and your list is famous. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like I said, when people know how to play around Settle, it's a lot worse. <laughs> but they just never expect it from an aggro deck. <laughs> Until you give them your deck list. Right. But I guess you've already top eighted at that point, so who cares? Right. <laughs> that's Marty going forward. I'm not sure where its position is in the metagame. I do th- I do think it just eats everything that isn't super aggressive decks alive because of just how flexible and how like it attacks on so many different axes. It's just it has the best cards you can be playing in standard, I think. Hazret, Heart of Kieran, Unlicensed Integration, Fatal Push. It's great. Play Marty. Toolcraft, up hard, disintegrate. <laughs> Give it a try. Do you think, I mean... Do you think you can modify it? Do you think like putting in those those three three vigilances, I guess, over like like motorists or something, will help the aggro matchups enough that you feel comfortable we'll get, we'll, keeping going with this, or do you just need to experiment? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I've been taking a break. I've been slacking on uh, the last two days since I got home from Dallas because <laughs> I, I felt <laughs> two whole days, dude. Last last week, man, I think I put like. 40 hours or something into standard so <laughs> I, I, I put 40 hours into PUBG last week that's what I <laughs> yes it was, it was great and then you won the tournament <laughs> yeah yeah Rossum <laughs> slacked off last week because he top aided and this week he's probably just gonna slack, slack off, off <laughs> I'll probably slack off even more yeah holy shit. no he's just a slacker in general I'll, so I'll, probably like, I'll probably play like two leagues and be like I'm gonna win the tournament that's how I feel <laughs> my motto is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard so I gotta I gotta live up to it. Up I to still think nature. I probably played more Excellent. matches of humans than you probably have played of Mardu in the past week. Yeah, <laughs> that's true because he only had a week to get ready for this tournament. The standard changed, so he, he had right. To put yeah, it's like yeah, Teamer's gonna get banned. Red's gonna be general consensus best deck, and Wizards was like, not so fast. We're gonna hit you with the curveball. Frosted on, make tokens good again. 
I would, uh, I'll take the opportunity um, to uh, to run down a, a sort of Beyblade of the highlights of the list so that people have some lands tax. For sure. Uh, this was a la- this was a list for the uh, for the lands mirror really, um, just because at these team events you have to beat lands players to get there, and I am not above meting against specific people. <laughs> so <laughs> I, brought, I brought two surgicals in the board. They are just awful. Unless you expect to play, um, you know, twenty percent of your more match or more of your matches as lands mirrors, do not play that card <laughs> in your board. It's awful. And then it's just for that matchup and I guess stretch and red black green mirror, right? Which we have the tools to beat anyway. And then uh, game, and it's also uh, not good graveyard hate against dredge. So no, it's not. You, you bring it in, but you're not happy right. about it. You'd rather have a rotate. I've been thinking about a second bog for that situation instead of any instead of any surgicals because hmm. you really get people with a second bog. I guess I'm spoiling it on the podcast here. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> I played a snow covered forest in the main to pretend I was turbo depths because uh, <laughs> they have into the north in their deck. So. I played a snow-covered forest and got there. Played both the Bog and Crocus main for the Lands Mirror. You could definitely cut one or both. I usually play at least one in the main. Um, I don't like the Cycling Duel, although it's like totally fine. I'll never argue against a person who does it. Uh, some people are cutting a third maze for Mistress Factory, which is Edict Protection and also just like another win condition that you can have in the main. It, it ambushes cards that attack sometimes. You can really get there. Uh, I don't I, I played it a little bit. I did not cut a maze for it because I don't think you can ever cut a third maze. It's just so so good and you have to be able to be able to survive a gurmag or a goif or something like mm-hmm. that and uh, you, you need all of your mazes sometimes you need all three plus you need stages copying mazes because maze and tab is the real combo against decks that have any basic lands so you need to have as many mazes as they have lands to pay for the creatures so don't cut mazes please <laughs> and then board i might go up to a third grip and the song i actually like song a lot because it's especially when you're up a game against fair you can bring it in as a, a vindicate so if they have a pithing pithy needle or something you can song it mm-hmm. plus just sometimes it kills death right or a Gurmag or something that's giving you trouble it's possible to copy it with espion stage um and it's possible to waste the forest you just made so those are both interesting <laughs> i was gonna where, like you gonna ask it. that because it's it's not a basic land i didn't know if that made it a non-basic right. land that's yeah it's a non-basic land so like earlier i i um in, in, in the tournament, I uh, thespian staged a death right, and then I blocked um, an attacking young pyromancer with it. <laughs> That's sick. That's awesome. Yeah, um, it doesn't come up much. And like, please don't play that card if you need that interaction to matter, because it almost never does. But like, I, I, over the course of playing it, I've done some interesting stuff. Like, I blocked with a matter reshaper once, which was pretty cool that I copied. You know, um, in the mirror, it's pretty cool because you can like. You can hit their their exploration, copy it with your stage, and then waste their exploration so that you're the only one with exploration now. So it's neat. It's a it's a neat vindicate. I wouldn't play more than one though, because the instance the the um, split second on on crows and grip is super important against things like uh, rest in peace and uh, blood moon sometimes. Sure. Um, against death and taxes, you can hit an aether vial before they can flash in the flicker wisp. So like, don't don't think it is crows and grip. It's crows and grip is still a good card for a reason. Um, otherwise, it's a pretty stock list. I played three punishing fire and a molten vortex, but whatever. Everybody knows that's your own decision to make whether you want to run any of those cards, barbarian ring, what have you. Mm-hmm. Where are your drops of honey, uh, fam? But I've, I'm getting some questions. Kevin, I don't like drop. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I think drop of honey is exactly as good as Kozilek's return. So okay. you know they do different things, obviously, but. Like, I'm not as worried about True Name as some people are. So, whatever. I mean, like, it's fine. It's a fine card. If you own them, you can play them. I, I don't think it's one of those things that you can't play the deck until you buy them. Yeah. The once you're you're willing to invest Fair in enough. the Tabernacle, then the rest is sort of 
yeah, I was lucky enough to get in early, so I got to win the tabernacle at like an uh, eternal extravaganza prize support Beautiful. or something. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my notes for any of the Lance players who have been asking me some questions about why this list was so weird. Is Most of the answers are it's a team event. Well, I'll probably have to tweet out specifically for Kevin King's thoughts on lands. Tune into the episode today, or else, because <laughs> I don't know how many legacy players we get tuning in for lands advice. Oh, you're gonna get a lot of them. I'm gonna be retweeting you. Excellent, perfect. I've got it. I've got dozens. Of yes, I've got dozens. <laughs> this is the only episode they need to listen to. <laughs> Good old lands. Oh man. <laughs> Kevin, you should think about uh, coaching lands. Uh, that sounds, I, I don't know. That I mean, sounds like so much work. Someone asked me about like coaching modern, and I'm like, I, I can't. I don't think I'd be a very good coach. I do. I do ask answer questions freely. You know, if you've got specific questions and you want my opinion on a thing, I'm in some of the like chats and Facebook groups and stuff about lands, and I'll answer stuff if people have questions. But like. But I don't know that a full-time coaching thing, you know, or, or you know, like an hour of coaching is going to help more than just asking your specific That's questions. fair, but monetizing is always nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I play Legacy. What a, I, I already have owned the cards. I've been considering it, honestly. Yeah, Ross, awesome. I was going to dog you and say, yeah, I don't think you would be a very good coach. But Collins, you know... <laughs> Oh yeah, I have very low patience. That's <laughs> how I've always been. So I, I have very low patience. Yeah, coaching sessions. Russell's coaching sessions are just him going, <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, yeah, just play out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just play, just play that card. Like, <laughs> the thing about the thing about the, I, I felt like when I was like doing like when so like when you play the deck on Moto, it does all the triggers and stuff like interactions for you, like which is like also like cool, but in paper, like when when I had Thali's trigger lieutenant, I was like hold priority, flashing like Thali's lieutenant. I I just had like a massive brain fart for about five seconds. I'm like. Let me How just do make I sure do I'm doing this right. I'm like, two counters, two counters, two counters, one. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And I was like, wait a minute. Let me make sure I did that right. Two counters, two counters, two counters, one. And I'm like, I think that's right. And then I stop for another second. And I'm like, all right, do my triggers resolve? And I'm like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is what happens. I'm like, I think I did it right. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, that is a non-intuitive interaction, the the flashing in uh, creature in response to the Thalian's lieutenant trigger. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's, it, it can get complicated. I had like a 12-12 like champion at some point in the tournament. My opponent like was chumping a 9-9. I'm like, well, that's not even the biggest champion I've had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick. Those guys get Nick Miller was live control. tweeting your board state when you were just growing champions left and right or whatever. He's uh, like, games laugh. fast start, fast start <laughs> off the races for Yon <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he just like died. Yeah, he, his deck just didn't do anything. He like that's the thing about the company deck is you have so much air, and I just like put a fast clock on him, and he had like jump block all my dudes, and I had the reflector mage, so he could never combo me. So I was like, well, that's how you win a tournament. If you're going to Spain, you should probably play humans. Yeah, that's good. It's probably a good PT deck. Yep, probably just getting most of the field, depending on how you build it. We so. we probably don't have anybody here playing humans in Spain, though, right? Yeah, we have. We... I well. Oh. <laughs> 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 it, it was it was broke it's it's still broke yeah yep. that's, that's about that's about the extent of what i got i just i'll probably i'm probably excellent. playing in philly again this weekend so my problem i mean definitely but i like i like how a couple of our opponents were just like they were jokingly like he's on humans 
And like, they just know that Kev- <laughs> they just know Kevin's on lands, and they just still can't beat us. Like it's just great. They just know what we're on. Someone like someone basically was like, "Yeah." So he's known for playing lands, and he top eight the modern open with human. And like after the match, like we win, and I'm like, it, I, it just feels great that they have this information, but we're it's just like we just do our things, and they just die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I kind of like it when they know what I'm on because that means I know that I should keep a hand that can kill a death rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Collins, the way you describe it is, I don't care if you know my 75, you still got to beat me. <laughs> that is that is very yeah. true. Yeah, You still have to beat me. Still got to beat me. Oh, Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming out, no everybody. Problem. I'm glad that we were able to uh, to yeah, coordinate no this. It's, it's deep. I'm gonna go back to I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go on. back to bed. <laughs> thanks for that's, that's what. That's <laughs> <laughs> thanks for yeah. having us. Um, if anybody wants to find you guys, like on Twitter or wherever you guys prefer to be, awesome underscore awesome. Find me <laughs> on Twitter. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much of a brand. But my Twitter handles. You happy now? Why a happy? You happy now? Uh, yeah it's pretty much all about legacy and my twitter is jjlbx follow me on twitter and instagram word make sure you follow me first so i have more followers than both of them actually followers so i actually i don't know how jj has so many but he does why do you why do you compare Um, yourself in so many ways i just want more more followers man that's all i want me and Rossum were talking about it and he's like yeah you gotta have Uh, too competitive you gotta have a low you gotta have a low following count i was like dude that's just rude (laughs) but you gotta show people Dude, I, love. <laughs> I want more followers oh oh yeah i don't, I don't follow very many people that's just people should follow me it's <laughs> just not how that works it's <laughs> just not how if anybody wants to follow us you can find the grindcast podcast mostly me at mtg underscore grindcast although we are at exactly 169 followers right now so i don't know if anybody (laughs) ruined that (laughs) i love it Um, i fucking love it and and you can also find collins at collins mullen on twitter Uh um and i'm at exactly 400 followers so you know kind of a cool number as well pretty nice and you got you got some articles up at star city and john you got you got an article or two coming up at Star I have City an soon as well. Coming up on Friday. Yep. Awesome. It is an SCG Premium article, so I'm hyped for that. That is very <laughs> hype. That's nice. Right. Little, very cool. The little gold background. That's yeah, amazing. It's I'm I'm hyped. So that's what that's what we'll be working on today. That's my today mission. <laughs> well, I bit the I bit the bullet, and I have Premium now, so I'll be reading it. But yeah, thank you guys so much. We definitely really appreciate this. Dude, thank you. Thank um, you guys for having us over having us on it was a pleasure yeah, thanks for having us on you. again i loved it yeah, yeah. i loved it again for sure I loved, it was a lot of fun i love that you got to emphasize again that, that you've done again. this before oh yeah of course i gotta, <laughs> yeah. I gotta, gotta get the daggers in the, what we do you know the first person yeah. to be on here twice. Russell gets all of his not so humble brags yeah, of course yeah. humble, <laughs> humble not so humble brags i love them awesome <laughs> uh thanks everybody for listening um we'll catch you guys next week and uh have a great day